Hi, I'm Dr. Taryn McCarthy, business owner, orthodontist, motivational speaker, and mom. After 20 years of striving for success in business, I'm starting the conversation about the business of happiness. True success in life is realized when we achieve inner fulfillment. Join me in the conversation with business leaders and entrepreneurs looking to reignite their passions and redefine success. Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and today is going to be a phenomenal day because we are talking about learning and when is desire and doubt the ruling party of whether or not you allow yourself permission to learn, to grow, to follow any pursuit. In other words, how can we always make that desire greater than the doubt? when we're trying to start a new endeavor. Because isn't it doubt that always stops us in our tracks? You know, Confucius said, and I'm misquoting Confucius here because I know that no matter where we look look it up, we never know exactly the wording that he used. But the idea is that there are three ways to learn something. Number one, by reflection, which is the noblest. Number two, by imitation, which is the easiest, and number three, by experience, which is the bitterest. So today we're going to dive right in in how to learn something and how to give yourself permission to learn as you go ahead. Because as we mentioned in that Confucius quote, by just putting the action in, by going forward, by starting, by trying, and by getting the feedback, both positive and negative, that is the way to learn. That is the way to grow. And that is the way to experience a new experience that you want to. When we're younger, it's so much easier for us to be able to try new things. And why is it as we get older, we become more afraid to try new things? So let's dive right into that today. I want to start with this story about my son, Finn. So Finn is 15 and he has his, he's getting his learner's permit for driving. I know, it's like a crazy time. And all of you parents out there who have early drivers know what I'm talking about. But, you know, Finn came back from his first driver's lesson with a teacher, with a educator on how to drive and the instructor, I guess that's what he's called, the driver's ed instructor. And he said to me, I said, Finn, how did it go? And he said, oh my gosh, mom, there's so much to pay attention to. There's the lines on the street and the street signs and the turn signal. And I'm trying to pay attention to the speed and how fast the car is going and the signs that are changing the speed. And then You know, someone walks into the street and I have to pay attention to the pedestrians. And he showed me his hands. He was gripping the wheel so tightly. He had dug his fingernails into his hands. And he said, it's just overwhelming. And let me tell you, not only was it his emotions that felt overwhelmed on that first day with his instructor, but there are hours and hours he has to put in of academic time and meetings and classes. And he has 70 hours here in Maine that he has to practice before he can get his license. And uh, 
I was thinking about it in terms of, you know, are there some people who just will never learn to drive? This is such a higher functioning, higher order function. You know, this is such a difficult and complex thing to do to be able to incorporate all these different sensor, sensory inputs from all around us and be able to drive down the highway and listen to an audio book or, you know, have children fighting in the backseat. Are there some people who just will never learn to drive? Is there such a thing? And the answer is no, right? 99% of our population wants to learn to drive and they will, and it'll take them time, and then they'll become drivers. doesn't matter their background, their age, I guess, as, as long as they're at least 15, but you can start learning to drive at 20 or 50. doesn't matter how old you are. You can always learn to drive for the first time. I have a friend who only got his license in his 30s. You know, and, and then I thought, well, is there a certain time limit? At what point are we going to cut Finn off and say, okay, buddy, you've had enough time. You haven't gotten this down yet. Now's the time where we call it quits and we just say, you know, driving's just not for you. And the answer is no. He's going to keep pursuing this no matter what. If it takes him 30 hours, 50 hours, he's going to achieve the number of hours that is required by law, but he's not just going to stop there. We know that that's just the beginning. He's going to continue to get experience and it's possible, it's conceivable that he gets his license before winter and he's never yet driven in a snowstorm. Well, then he's going to have to learn that too. And then there's going to be a rainstorm and then there's going to be fog. And it's possible that he gets his license before he has any of those experiences, but his learning won't end. And his perseverance to learn in all those environments won't end, right? And it was so interesting because I was having this conversation with some friends of mine and we were sitting at dinner and I was telling them about how Finn was learning to drive. And each person at the table, these were three other women, professionals, actually all happened to be dentists, and each of them had a disaster story of when they were learning to drive. And I don't mean just a small fender bender. I mean, each person at the table had one of those car flipped in backwards in a ditch, upside down, totaled the car type experiences when they were early drivers. And I thought, oh my gosh, can you imagine if you literally flipped your car upside down had it on its head, on its roof, totaled your dad's car. And that was the experience for my friend. She literally totaled her father's car. Still talking about this experience 20 years later. That's how traumatic this experience was for her. And I thought, now, at what point do you say, I have messed this up bad enough. Driving is just not for me. Right. I mean, literally flipping your car and totaling your dad's car and feeling so terrible about it. Don't you think at some point you'd say, all right, I throw my hands up in the air. I'm obviously not going to be a driver. Once again, the answer is no. Because the desire to drive is so much greater than the doubt that you're ever going to get there, that you're ever going to be able to actually drive a car down the road and not end up backwards in a ditch. And it's this reflection of 
how can we give ourselves permission to continue to pursue our dreams, to pursue learning a new thing, learning a new skill, learning a new talent, learning a new language, growing a new business, starting a new business, starting a new learning endeavor of any kind? How can we give ourselves permission to keep persevering despite ending up backwards in a ditch, even if it takes longer than somebody else? Why is it okay with driving that some people will just get it easily and be very comfortable, it comes very naturally, and we don't compare ourselves to them? We keep persevering. We give ourselves the understanding that it just has to happen. There's a conviction there. There's an understanding that I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep trying. I don't ever want to end up backwards in a ditch again, but I'm going to keep trying and I will get to the place one day where I'm driving down comfortably and I feel safe enough to have my family drive with me. And what it is, is the desire is greater than the doubt. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you didn't get into business to be miserable. The problem is that people feel that if their business gets busier, if they start becoming more successful, that happiness will eventually set in, but it can actually get worse. This is why I created the Business of Happiness Prosperity Coaching. In this one-on-one coaching, we look at how to redefine success on your terms and refine the joy and the passion in your dream. Visit me at thebizofhappiness.com and become the happiest business owner you know. So anytime I start something new and I think, oh my gosh, I'm failing again, how do I find that sweet spot where I give myself permission to say, no, just keep persevering. It's okay that you fumbled. And this is what Confucius was talking about, about the fact that in learning, experience is the bitterest. Because experience is going to give you that feedback. You're going to have some negative feedback and you're going to have some positive feedback. But the goal is always to keep the intention of getting to the destination. We do this sometimes with dieting or, you know, starting a new business where we'll get started on it. And the first bit of negative feedback that we get, we think, oh, Nope, I'm going to stop right here. I'm not someone who can do this. This is especially with changing our diet, especially with making any kind of lifestyle change that has been so ingrained in us and our habit patterns have been so instilled in our daily lifestyle that we start beating ourselves up when we realize, oh, this is hard and I keep fumbling. And how easy it is that we just throw our hands up in the air and we give up instead of putting our efforts in to keep persevering despite the negative feedback, despite the fumbles, despite just the information that we're getting from our environments. That's all that is, even ending up backwards and in a ditch. One of the big strengths that comes with being able to make your desire greater than your doubt is when you can establish a sense of necessity. I was having this conversation with my brother, who is one of the most insightful people I know. And he said, you know, I think what it's about is establishing that I need to drive. So that's why I'm not going to give up. 
Well, the truth is no one actually needs to drive. You really can figure out a way to live your life without driving a car. You could move to New York City and use public transportation all the time. You could use a bicycle and just make sure that you're only staying very local, right? There are other ways to live a life. We just give ourselves that story that I have to be able to drive, so I have to keep pursuing this even if it's painful, even if I end up upside down in a ditch. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep seeing how to perfect this skill. And somewhere in there, you tell yourself, no, I've drawn a line in the sand. I have to learn to drive. I will learn to drive. Even if it takes me 10 years, I'm going to learn to drive safely. And so how can we tap into that? How can we make that definitive line in the sand, that conviction that this is worth it. I take that back to business models. You know, anytime we have that idea of, oh, I'm getting feedback from the environment, I'm getting feedback from my clients, I'm getting feedback from the economy that this is maybe not the right thing to do. And so easily we give up. So where is it that we can establish the necessity? And that One way to do that is to make it greater than yourself. Of course, I think it's so valuable to be able to tap into what matters to me. And just because I want it, just because my intuition tells me that's reason enough, of course, that's my goal always to be in that place. But sometimes to get myself there, I ask myself, what is the greater good? How can I do this for the greater good? How can I do this and put the greater purpose in a position that's higher than myself, higher than my fear of fumbling, of failure. What is it? What is the why? What is the greater purpose of this? And then committing to it in such a big way that it becomes your purpose. This is bigger than me. This is what I have to do. These are all the people that it will benefit. And this gives me a conviction that I will persevere no matter what. You know, I had heard a talk once by Wayne Dyer, and he was talking about walking. He was talking about how it takes some kids, you know, nine months, some kids 16 months to learn to walk, but that we never just cut them off. And there's fear, you know, as babies are learning to walk, they have to hold on to things. They need your support. Some kids are brave from the beginning. It's just integral to who they are. They can take that leap of faith and walk from one couch to another and kind of sprint forward. Sometimes they bump themselves and they fall down and it hurts. And some are more timid and afraid. But the truth is that we all give ourselves permission at that age to keep trying. We all keep efforting until we learn to walk. And there is no time limit. We don't know time limits when we're 18 months old. We don't even know time. (laughs) We don't tell ourselves, look, I tried to go from this couch to this couch. And every time I fall down, I'm going to give up right now. I've I've tried it 24 times. My sister only did it twice. And then she learned to walk. No, we don't compare ourselves. Because the desire to walk, that need for freedom, that need for autonomy and independence is so much greater than the doubt. The doubt being, can I? Will I? Am I capable? And as we get older into our adulthood, that seems to be what steps slips us up. 
steps in our way is that self-doubt. Can I do this? You know, one of the things I argue is that as we become more and more successful in our lives, as we age, it makes us more comfortable. Our comfort zone is where we sit every day without stretching outside of it. And it can be extremely limiting, especially if you've achieved some form of, ex- of success in your life, especially if you've had a business or um, at work, you've climbed the ladder within your position and now you're sitting in a more comfortable place. When we get that, that intuitive spark that something needs to change and we want to start something new or build a new business, the success that we have is sometimes our greatest detriment because it feels so comfortable, I'm afraid to start from scratch again. It's difficult to be an expert expert in your field after having studied for decades and put in so many hours into your expertise and then say, I'm ready to just be a novice again. That takes courage, takes bravery. So I argue one of the skills that we should constantly be cultivating is trying new things. Getting back into the habit of starting from scratch and remembering that you didn't just fall into this success. It took work. It took experience. Just as Confucius says, that was the bitterest teacher was experience. Sometimes hindsight is a little bit forgiving. We forget all those struggles that we went through to get to where we are. And then we don't give ourselves permission to struggle again. But the secret is giving yourself permission to have the desire be greater than the doubt. Telling yourself that I want this bad enough. Either it's something that matters so much to me, or I can tell myself there'll be so many people who benefit from this that I am willing to go through those growing pains again. I am willing to stick with it, even if I end up backwards in a ditch. I'm not going to take that as a sign, as a universe sign that says you shouldn't be doing this. I'm going to keep persevering. So I leave you with that today as you start any new endeavor in your life. Remember to ask yourself, do I really want to do this? And that's all that matters. And then how to create an importance and a value in that desire for yourself that can outweigh the doubt. Because if it matters that much to you, then it is that important. And that all the feedback that you get, positive and negative, is just that, feedback. It's not a cosmic sign. It just is feedback for you to learn from, for you to grow from, so that you know what to do differently. As you're walking towards that couch and you realize, oh, I didn't pick my foot up high enough. My toes dragged on the floor. That's why I fell. Oh, I didn't keep my weight over my hips. That's why I tumbled. Oh, maybe I'm not ready to walk across the room. I should have a little goal that's a little closer until I get more stable on my feet. And recognizing that all of us start first by crawling before we walk and not putting the pressure on ourselves to be the expert at something new when we first start. Well, I hope that this message has resonated with you. If it has, I ask you to please share this with a friend. Make that something that you can really contribute 
to other people's lives so that you can share this great inspiration of starting something new and giving yourself permission to keep going. I think that's the one thing that we can do for one another is always be supporting each other and allowing each other that time to grow and follow our intuition when there's something exciting that we're working towards. And as always, remember the most important thing, when you feel good, that's when you can do good. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining me on this week's episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if you know of a colleague who could benefit from the perspective, empower their day and share this episode with them. Or check out more episodes at embracethelead.com. I look forward to exploring fulfillment in business with you again next week. And remember, today is going to be a great day. Great day.